episodes in the books. I feel like the spinning place. You know how they put the spinning place and everything's going and it's like, okay, these people are at the airport. These people are actually meeting. These people are still getting prepared. It feels good. Yeah, so far things are finally moving along a little bit. Hi, welcome to the Reality Bites podcast. It's Megan and Jay. Before we jump in to episode four, part one of 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days, which you and I have already seen, even though the full episode's going to air Sunday night in its entirety on TLC. Uh, Jay, first day of school for your daughter. Oh my gosh. Do you get, your daughter started first grade. First grade. When you walk her in, did you cry? Like, what did you, well, did I, you get a little, like, teary? I didn't cry, but my daughter didn't know I was going to take her. Usually, because I work in the morning, so I usually don't get to take her to school. Her mother does. And so I showed up at home to be like, hey, and she's like, oh, daddy, are you going to school with me this morning? And I was like, yes, I'm going to go with you. Yeah, first it's a big grade. day. It's special. And she was like, yay. She's excited. So she was excited. So I was excited. And then we're walking to school, like, you know, through the parking lot, holding hands. And then as soon as she saw one of her friends, it's like, okay, she cool. See, see you at three o'clock. Peace. <laughs> can I can I get a hug? Can I get a kiss? Like okay, it's kind cool. of a big deal for me here. <laughs> so can you, yeah. can you can you at least pretend like right. this is a big moment for us? Uh, did you take pictures? A couple pictures, you know, like really, honestly, she like okay, cool, and she like ran off she into the classroom. Out. So yeah, I was like, all right, cool, cool. And I guess it's not the first day of kindergarten, but I feel like the first day of school. And I'm not a parent, but I can imagine there's just something kind of symbolic about it. Like oh, they're growing up. Right. Like, oh, they're not in kindergarten anymore. Like oh, before you know it this is going to be her first day of high school and it's going to be her high school graduation and then she's going to be graduating college and-, and we did have that talk as well because i was like oh well you know how long like next year when you're in second grade you want me she's like nah that's cool like second grade you don't have to walk me dad it's okay i can you can just drop me off at the front oh she's already preparing yeah, she's you already preparing me for the fact that you will not be walking her into school first day of second grade well it's been um a pretty low-key week i'm going home this weekend it's my dad's birthday i was able to get my dad some celine dion tickets nice which is like it's almost hilarious that my dad likes Celine Dion because he likes the Beatles, he likes Simon and Garfunkel, and then for whatever reason, Celine is huge. Though. He is a Celine Dion fanatic. So my brother, my sister in law, myself, we went in, we got him like fifth row tickets. He's gonna be oh, front wow. and center for Celine, and I'm so excited to go home and give him these tickets. This Celine weekend. Dion is a weird artist where, like you said, you wouldn't think that the people who like her like her, but then you're not really surprised because she is such a huge star. Of course, like she is one of the best vocalists. On Earth, but my dad is just a Celine super fan. I was trying to track down a Celine Dion T-shirt that I could get him to wear at the oh show, boy. but we have time because the show's not until January, so I've got time to work on the Celine shirts for him, my mom. Although I, my mom will definitely not wear one because she's not a good sport like that. It'd be like a Rebecca and Zed uh, totally, situation, totally with an old with school Celine. picture Celine on it. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'll be doing this weekend. But before I hit the road, don't worry, I will make sure that i'm back in time for the full episode four of 90 day fiance before the 90 day sunday night all right up first benjamin and akini where we pick up is at the airport he says goodbye to his son then he heads to the airport we're starting to get a bigger picture about benjamin and akini and what's about to happen when they meet in nairobi kenya now benjamin uh is in his 30s he's from arizona akini is 26 she lives in nairobi kenya and what i like that the show does is you can tell 24 hours before the American leaves to fly overseas, a camera crew goes right. the day before and then kind of films that 24 hours leading up to the American's arrival. So not only do we see Akini with her sister Ruth talking more about this family dynamic, right? but we see Akini and her friend going to get Benjamin a gift and 
talking a little bit more about this stepmother situation, and it doesn't sound to me like she has any real interest in being a stepmom. She doesn't have interest in being a stepmom, it seems like, but she did say that, you know, she feels like because she hasn't been involved with something like that, she'd be a better friend to the child. Like, she could be more like a, you know, maybe kind of like an older sister. Yeah, I definitely didn't think it was a huge red flag, but at the same time, I was like, it doesn't sound like she's all that excited about the idea of taking on a stepmom role. Right, and it kind of feels like Benjamin wants her to, you know, kind of embrace a possible stepmom role. Well, yeah, I mean, if he has 50-50 custody of his son, and he has said all along that his son is his number one priority, then, you know, maybe it's just because she doesn't have any experience with it, it would just take her a little time to kind of settle in, you know, let it happen naturally instead of from the onset trying to figure out what it would be and what it's going to be like. Again, the big issue is going to be the bride price. And right. whether or not he can afford it. Akini definitely believes that because he's American, that he has money. Which is a common theme on this show. Right. That especially if you live in an underdeveloped part of the world, the idea is that Americans who can afford to travel abroad somehow, some way are, are automatically wealthy. And that is a common belief that I've seen kind of throughout all of the episodes of this show in the different variations of 90 Day Fiance. But it's not accurate. You've got Americans who can barely afford to make their car payments every month. And they're somehow, someway scraping together a thousand dollars to buy a plane ticket to go meet someone they've met online. And the person on the other end thinks, oh, this is no big deal for them. Right. And it's interesting. We actually had this conversation about two months ago with a, a friend of ours about a American poor versus kind of international global third world poor. Very different. And it's very different. And I guess in their eyes, they would see it as, well, I don't have a car. Like, I couldn't even fathom owning a vehicle. I couldn't fathom any way possible. Having having your own place. You know, third world countries, a lot of times they live with their family in this, like, generations where, like, grandmother, mother, sons, daughters all live together. And so, yeah, in America, it feels like, oh, man, it's tough because, you know, got to pay that uh, Verizon bill kind of late or can't make the car payment this month. But for them, it's kind of like, well, Boo-hoo. Yeah. And so what's going to be interesting is Akini says that her dad has no idea that any of this is happening, that Benjamin is on his way, doesn't know about Benjamin. She's never brought a white guy home before. She's never dated a white guy. So. Her dad does look intimidating. She's- yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, for sure. Let's move on to Tim and Jennifer. Yeah. Tim is 38. He lives in Charlotte. Jennifer's 25. She lives in Columbia. Here we are with Tim at the airport, getting ready to head down to Columbia. We do the flashback 24 24 hours hours previously and now i'm curious you as a guy your first impression of jennifer because where we first see her she's in the gym yeah she's in the gym she's working out i mean um i have a slightly different impression than when i started she's a little more grounded in reality than i kind of thought she would be like she's very much kind of concerned about his relationship with his ex and like hey this doesn't really seem proper and you know i think she's trying to possibly sabotage our relationship already talking about uh tim's ex that is but i like that he's a family guy because i I have a daughter i like that she brought that up the first thing i thought was jennifer is gonna kick his ass Like, she is in shape. I exercise every day. All the men in my family always box, so it's like a legacy for me. Doing exercise helped me to be more independent and strong. I'm kind of a princess, but a princess warrior. 
she is in shape. I like the fact that uh, one of Jennifer's friends was like, hey, his ex looks a lot like you. Pointed out. Which is exactly what we all kind of thought when we first saw them. Like, hey, they look very similar. And it's not a cross. It's a bird tattoo on her. On her chest. On her chest kind of abdomen area. Chesticles area. <laughs> right. Region. I mean, it's a bird that's kind of out like a cross, but it's not like a yeah, so regular crucifix. A, a few episodes back when Tim was leaving and Veronica, his ex, threw him this going away party, they were all making fun of this picture of Jennifer saying like, who does that? Who has a cross tattooed, you know, a religious symbol on their on their boobs and whatnot. And and you're right. It's not a cross. It's a, it's like a phoenix. It's yeah, like it's a like a bird. bird. So. Yeah. so Jennifer and her two friends get together and something about them all hanging out led me to believe that, that oh, there's yeah. like a side to her personality that he doesn't know because they make a very specific comment like does he have any idea who he's about to meet and, and she just kept she's like nope 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 and i'm like what is that all about what does that mean and she she made it very clear like any guy i choose is lucky to be with me she hit him with a thank you next she's like up oh, next yep yep if you don't treat me the way i want to be treated if you don't realize how lucky you are to be with me then bye-bye we obviously know that some tension is about to happen we've seen the previews all along where they're sitting in like a little cafe and jennifer gets up and like throws a drink on tim and it happens almost immediately because if you notice in some of the previews we saw where she's like arguing about oh well your ex is texting you and do you want my exes to be like oh did you eat dinner they have the baby in the car with them in the back of the taxi it seems like they're leaving the airport and they have the teddy bear with them it seems like it starts as soon as so unless they they just carry that teddy bear with them everywhere they go which could be a possibility no what i what i think is about to happen is that when they meet everything is happy go lucky for the first 10 minutes (laughs) and then then all of a sudden tim checks in with veronica to let her know that he landed and she responds something like oh well did you eat while you were on the plane or you know whatever whatever and already jennifer's gonna be like hold the phone yeah no now my favorite part of tim on his flight to meet jennifer those little under eye patches i didn't get any sleep last night so i don't want to look tired so i'm gonna try to wear these hopefully when i see her i look as refreshed as possible which i have never seen a man wear okay i was gonna ask you like i haven't even seen them before oh yeah so it's a pretty popular thing when you travel because you get really like puffy under the eyes and these under eye patches especially when you take really long flights you'll put them on an hour or two before you land and they're supposed to help with some of the swelling but i have and i've seen females wearing them on flights before i have some i've used them when i was traveling but I have never in my life not only not seen a man wearing them, but so just kind of like nonchalant about it. He's openly displaying. Yeah. And on one hand, <laughs> listen, do you? I, I like that Tim seems to embrace his his kind of metro side. He's very um, metrosexual. But I, I also think that that is going to play into what we touched on last time, that Tim's got some kind of a secret. He does. And I said I think he might be like pansexual. Or he doesn't really identify with any kind of yeah right like gender identifiers but something tells me that there is something about his sexuality that's going to play into all of this i, who, I guess we'll find out we're going to find out we will definitely find out who do you want to do next oh man let's work with there was no angela and michael this None. episode um what about avery and omar all right avery and omar she, she and her mom have not been in beirut lebanon very long avery is 19 she's from ohio uh, omar's 24 he's from latakia syria but they're meeting in Beirut, Lebanon. Right. Her mom's going to be there for a few days to watch Avery get married to Omar, who she has just met in person for the first time. 
<laughs> then mom is leaving, and we assume that Avery will be staying. That's what we thought. That's what we thought. But Terry makes it sound like as soon as they get married, Avery is immediately coming back to the U.S. Because she says she wants to work on his visa. But now I don't think she's going to come back right away. I think she's going to stay for a little while longer, and it will be just the two of them. And then she will be returning to the U.S. to file for the spousal visa. And then supposedly she's going back without her mom knowing. But every indication I get is that her mom knows something's up because she keeps asking now her. Now you are going to come back, right? You're 100% coming back. I do think her mom speculates that there's a chance that Avery has some sort of other plan in mind that she doesn't know about yet. So once she tells her mom that she's returning to Syria to live with Omar, that's going to be an issue. The other thing I have questions about is when you marry a foreigner or when you are applying for even a K-1 visa, you have to file with Immigration and Naturalization Services, INS. And one of the things you have to prove that this is a legit relationship. Right. So the fact that she goes over there and marries him so fast, I don't know if... That might raise some red flags. The immigration, yeah. If they're going to go, wait, is this, like, that seems suspicious. Especially with someone from a country who, where there's a travel ban involved, they might really kind of look at it a little more, you know, in-depthly. Like, is this a val- is this a real valid relationship? Because usually you have to prove that you've made several trips overseas, right. that you've met several times in person. You have all of these photos proving that you've spent time together in person. So I don't know if that's going to be a challenge for them moving forward or not. But we do see Avery and Omar and her mom go wedding dress shopping. Oh, yeah. Mom did not like that. Can I also just say, though, that how much I love their wedding dresses. I would wear one of those dresses. More sparkles. That's what Avery I said. I want more sparkles. I loved the one she put on that Omar thought was too tight. The second one, yes. That one was so pretty on her. It was. But that, here we go again, where modesty is the norm over there. You don't wear things that are tight, form-fitting. Right. And so, on the one hand... I I totally understand him saying like oh it's a little tight like uh, girls don't really wear tight dresses even on their wedding day right but you know i think avery's mom has a really good point that when avery gets tired of being told what to do that there's going to be conflict and there's going to be an issue however i will tell you i follow omar and avery on instagram they have a joint account oh, it's, it's called omavery and it's really cute she's starting some sort of a store like a web store oh really selling art and jewelry and clothing so it appears that in present day she is over there and i just after watching the first three full episodes in part one of episode four i have to say i think avery's mom terry is super cool because at least i will speak for my family i I don't think my mom would be that cool. Um, <laughs> up next, Rebecca and Ziet. Oh boy! Yeah, it just uh, it just keeps getting better with these two. From the first point when he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to play a soccer uh, match with all my friends," and all his friends are pretty much in shape, and he looks like yeah. never even seen a soccer field before. Oh, when he put on the, the <laughs> it was a little too tight. <laughs> the jersey was a little too tight. But the whole idea is she's going to meet some of his friends. Right. And this is where she says she was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable for her because they very much view her as like a sugar mama. They do. Here to take care of Zied, pay for everything for him. They ask her how much she has uh, full sleeve tattoos on both of her arms. They ask her how much those cost. She says about $3,000 per arm. And, and I think for the first time, it feels a little disingenuous. It feels like he's looking at her as someone who 
has a job, makes money, can pay for everything. And then I started to wonder, you know, is he contributing at all to her trip? Is he paying for the hotel room? Is the show paying for the hotel room? Did she pay for it? I have a lot of questions about, is he helping at all? Right. That that is a good question about the hotel room. Like, is he coming out of his pocket? Did they decide ahead of time that she was going to pay or possibly do it jointly? I actually clicked on the link yesterday unrelated and they happen to be talking about 90 day fiance uh before the 90 days and they did a calculation of how much they believe the rental would have cost her they for said three weeks for, for a car for for a car for three weeks at the current rental prices which okay. is obviously about six months or eight months ago it's still relatively the same it's about 45 dollars a day to get one from the airport about a uh, mid-sized or smaller compact that she got so i mean i didn't do the total math but 45 dollars a day is a substantial amount for, for three full weeks for three full weeks yeah and granted you have to keep in mind that the Americans are the only ones who get paid on this show. The foreigners don't. If I'm not mistaken, originally I had heard that the Americans only make $1,000 per episode. Now, I think that's been updated. I think they make like $1,400 to $1,600 per episode. But again, if you're talking about 12 to 15 episodes for a season, you know, maybe it is like, well, I'll pay for everything because I'm the one getting paid for doing the show. Right. But when she's with his friends, you definitely kind of got the sense that they are looking at her as an older American who has money. And one of the guys even makes the comment, like, I hope to meet an American, too. He did. He's like, oh, God willing, God willing. And you know what's so funny? After I watched the episode, every once in a while you get someone on Facebook who sends you a friend request or tries to send you a message and and it's you don't know who it is. and, And sure enough, one popped up. And very clearly, it was someone, he said he lived in Los Angeles, but the way he was typing, (laughs) it was clear that he did not live in Los Angeles, like very broken English. So finally, I was just like, I don't talk to people I don't know online, but but I was like, wow, wow, maybe it was one of Zied's Tunisian friends. We need to get you in there as an inroad (laughs) to 90 Day Fiance. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> now I don't know if I could ever go on a show like this because I know what, what I say about these people and like knowing that they other people would be saying the same thing about me. No thanks. $945, by the way. That's about three weeks worth of... $1,000. And that's $1, just for the car. That's just for the car. Doesn't include the hotel. Doesn't include incidentals. Gas, ticket, anything. flying over there. None of it. Okay, so... After the soccer match, they are then back in their hotel room. She says she has now been in Tunisia for a couple of days, and they are getting ready to go out to have some drinks. How do you think her hairstyling is working for him? I mean, the <laughs> fact that she's even able to really touch his hair. <laughs> I don't necessarily think I liked the half up, half down like that. Just put it all up. Let's right. just put it all up. Because to me, he looks the best when he's just wearing his hair all the way up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> the the greasy, stringy kind of hair down look isn't really going like, for me. What that- is the product that he's putting in his hair that makes it that way, though? I don't know. What is he using? I don't know. It's uh, we should because nobody's that. hair naturally looks like that right after you've showered and blow dried your hair, or maybe it does. I don't know. But you see Rebecca in the hotel room with a little like flat iron, like yeah, doing his like... hair for him. <laughs> that was very odd to me. And he liked it. He's like, "Oh yes, baby, so good, so good." <sighs> and now. 
Here we go with they're getting ready to go out. He doesn't like what she has picked out to wear. She is at least being very adamant about the fact that, listen, I'm going to wear a jacket over this shirt. I won't take the jacket off because, you know, in Tunisia, it is a Muslim country. Country, yes. But there are American tourists who go over there and it's still respectful to, to stay covered. And he seems to be very unhappy, not on board with what she has picked out to wear. It's a pretty standard standard sleeveless black shirt and it's not only is he not okay with it his entire energy reads unhappy almost angry and i wondered what would he say to her if the cameras weren't there i don't know something about his reaction oh, it no, reminded it me so much of my last trip when i was in europe oh really and i haven't even told my friends this but the way he was acting reminded me of this one night we were walking back to our we rented like a an apartment airbnb mm-hmm. and we were walking back after having dinner at his mom's house and there was a server outside on the sidewalk who was outside smoking a cigarette as we were walking by and i didn't speak to the server i didn't smile at the server as best i can remember maybe we made eye contact but that was it all of a sudden his demeanor changed he was visibly upset about something. I had no idea what he was upset about. And it was, you know, after 15, 20 minutes of what just happened, what is your deal? Like what you were fine one second. And then all of a sudden you completely shut down. It was something to do with this server who was out on the sidewalk when wow. we walked by. And that's just, so when I saw with Rebecca and Zied last night, it reminded me so much of that, that same energy shift. Yeah, he got real intense really quick. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to go out with you like that. She's like, no, it's going to be fine. Not just his mood, but his refusal to to talk about it, his refusal to explain, hey, listen, you know, I, I fully support you wearing whatever you want to wear. Because we're going out tonight with my friends, how would you feel? Like, not even being able to have a conversation about it, just completely shutting down. Right. And that, that kind of borderline control Rolling by getting angry at you, that feeling, I, I know what that feels like, because mm-hmm. I, I remember feeling it very clearly, and it made me a little worried for her. Yeah, he does seem like he is about to explode. Like, any minute, I'm just waiting for the moment where he's just going to start popping off, yelling, doing something. And he says, I'm extremely possessive, I'm extremely jealous. controlling, jealous, whatever, and man. He said he's very angry right now, so he kept saying, I'm very angry right now. And what I also don't like is that... He follows some of the rules and some he obviously does not. He seems like someone you would hold up as there's two kinds of Muslims or obviously there's more. Right, but, There are those who walk the walk and those who kind of I practice my faith, you know, on whichever day it is. But at the same time, I also like to, you know, go out and drink and have premarital and sex. But have you sex also with- have to dress a certain way. That's my right. that's my issue is that that the, the rules are very clear. You don't drink alcohol you don't have premarital sex and so he does those things but here all of a sudden the one thing that is just an off limits for him is 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 non-negotiable is the shirt she wants to wear it's a stark contrast from omar and avery where omar is like look 
Omar we, walks the walk. I am not going to kiss you even on the cheek because that's not what we're supposed to be doing until we get married. Yeah. And I'm going to stick to it because that's my beliefs. Whereas this guy is just kind of like, eh, well, when it feels kind of right, it feels kind of right. Yeah. This is the one that I'm, I'm curious to see. Like I said, she says she's a few days into her trip. We're not even at the end of week one yet. Already with the rental car, already with the, you know, telling her what she can and cannot wear, already talking about how much he hates his ex because she was talking to another man. So there are red flags. The alarm bells are ringing in my head. I don't know at this point if if it's registering at all to her because she's only been there for a couple days. She feels right. like she's in vacation mode. She's just met this guy. They've just had sex for the first time. And, and she still hasn't told him that she's technically married. There's a lot of, yeah, so she's got something else weighing on her oh mind. So maybe that's consuming her more than like, wait, I should really be paying attention to all of these things that he's kind of saying and doing that are not great signs for being in a happy, healthy, committed relationship long term. Not in my opinion. A moment of levity, though, was when they were in the car, rent a car together, and she was kind of making fun of his accent like we do, where she's like, oh. Right. She's so, talking like him. so beautiful. Huh, yeah. baby? so beautiful. <laughs> I know. That made me laugh. I was like, her impression is almost as good as mine. <laughs> yes. Nice. Sexy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> nice try, Rebecca. You almost did it better than me, but not quite. Um, all right. Up next, let's go to Darcy and Tom. Uh, Darcy, Darcy, Darcy is Darcy. 44. Darcy's from Connecticut. Tom is 30. He lives in the UK. Darcy has landed in the UK. She has gotten in her $500 cab ride. The guy has picked her up at the airport, has driven her to this restaurant to meet Tom. It would appear that they stay there for quite a while because where we kind of pick up, it was definitely daytime when she got to the restaurant and now it's nighttime they are leaving the restaurant and did you notice that he put one of her uh, carry-on luggages into the cab like he yes. rolled it so in so the guy waited outside left the meter running which is why this cab ride costs $500 they are leaving the restaurant and they're heading to the Airbnb that Tom has rented now we had some questions like is Darcy going to stay in the Airbnb and Tom's going to go to his apartment well we found out in part 1 of episode 4 that it's a two-bedroom place. Right. Tom does intend on staying there with her, but you can tell Darcy is about three sheets to the wind. She is very emotional. But here's what I think happened. I think she drank on the plane before she landed because, mind you, alcohol is free that on is international right. flights. I didn't think about that part. At You're least right. wine is. And listen, when I'm flying international, you better believe I'm like... And Darcy definitely seems like the type. Por favor. <laughs> just, just keep them coming. And the, the flight attendants are very accommodating they will just come through and keep filling up your wine glass for you so i think she drank on the flight over there i think at the restaurant she definitely drank they definitely drank I think they get back to the Airbnb. She's also tired because she's just gotten off of an international flight. Right. And there's more wine at the Airbnb. Of course, Darcy is shit-faced. <laughs> However, Darcy is an emotional drunk. She very much is. You can tell. She she's, cries every time she drinks too much, right? She's seemingly emotional even when she's not drinking, but yes. That just amplifies it. Yes. So already she sees the room that she's supposed to stay in, and that's not going to work for her. And to her credit, you know, when they first went to that first room, I was like, eh, this room's kind of blah. The second room was way nicer. The second room was really nice. Way nicer. So Tom agrees that she can stay in the room with him, and the waterworks, she starts crying. The waterworks start. I just need to own my own worth and myself, and I, I'm stronger now. I just don't ever want to feel like chipped away at. And we don't have to. And I think 
a lot of women in this world need that confidence and that voice that they are good enough. You've actually helped me heal and realize what I don't want. Like, you just pulling on a chair or like joke over me. Like, that was very special. You didn't have to do that. I hope you don't feel like this every time I do something nice. And she's very emotional because of everything she said so far, that she's never had a man, you know, get an Airbnb for her and treat her this way and, and et cetera, so on. And you can tell Tom is just like... He's like, uh, so do you just want to go upstairs and maybe hang out? Or Tom's not really feeling this at all. <laughs> Tom's like, like, listen, we've known each other for a few years. This is supposed to be fun and exciting. Like and a first date, he said. He's supposed, supposed to be like, like a first, a first date. date. It's not supposed to be... You him. crying. Yeah, and he even said, I felt like I was babysitting. I felt like he was basically her therapist trying to talk her off the ledge. Like, all right, well, you, you should be treated this way. You know, you're you're a beautiful woman and you're smart and you're funny and, you know, you should be used to being treated this Anybody way. Anybody who's ever been to a party where you find that one drunk, it could be a guy or girl who gets emotionally drunk and then they want to tell you everything and oh, how their Darcy. life and you're stuck in that corner with them and you see your friends where they're having a good time and you're just like, oh, yeah, it's so terrible, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yep. That's what the Darcy Thomas was. And now they're stuck in this Airbnb together. And I might say that he wore just as much clothes to sleep as he did to go out to dinner. He had a full set of pajamas. <laughs> like, like you said, don't mind my very British pajamas, but he had like an undershirt under the pajamas. on like Yeah, the full pajama bottoms, the pants. <laughs> yeah, most guys, what, sleep in a pair of boxer shorts? Right, or something. Uh, or at least a pair of like pajama pants. Um, but all of the crying would seem to suggest we're not off to the greatest start, that this is not a exactly how he envisioned their meeting their first night together going you know he didn't pick her up at the airport they're not staying at his apartment together the trip's already not off to the start that she thought it was going to get off to so it will be interesting to see are they going to be able to bring this back to hit the reset button the next day and you have to figure at some point he's gonna or she's gonna want to meet you know his friends family whatever and i feel like he's gonna be real hesitant to bring her around them with the way that he's already seen her act the emotional outburst yeah, yeah. again will they head to grand canaria <laughs> that's right <laughs> now update to the present day regardless of what happens on the show they do still follow each other on instagram okay she like she has liked the past several posts that he has put up so it seems like they if even if they're not still together they're on okay friendly terms okay but these two yeah as the rest of the trip unfolds i'm curious now is this kind of why jesse wanted her to not drink as much because every time she has two three glasses of wine she starts getting emotional and in and tom's right and jesse's it's not really a good look you're 44 years old you're a mom of two kids you have a career like get it together and she has a lot of things going for her too which is you know and everyone's allowed to have an off night listen everyone i would be lying if i said there haven't been those moments where you know you if, if there were a camera crew around and you had caught me on the wrong night it would not come off looking so great right. but you're also on a tv show so you should know that everything you do you're going to face major scrutiny for on display so, for the world to so see maybe it. keep it together yeah you know what i mean like maybe <laughs> Try to get the emotions in check. Um, last but not least, oh boy. Caesar and Maria. Caesar's 46. He lives in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Maria is 28. She lives in the Ukraine. In episode three, Caesar and Maria are supposed to meet in Cancun, Mexico at what we assume is the beginning of December. Right. End of last year, 2018. The day before he is supposed to leave, she says that they have to move the trip to the 15th or 16th because of her mom's birthday. 
Caesar then goes home, buys Maria a ticket to meet in Cancun December 15th or 16th. Correct. Where we pick up last night, we can only assume that those two weeks have passed. Right. And now he is getting ready to leave to go on his trip. And he is convinced that Maria is meeting him in Mexico, even though she goes radio silent for the three days leading up to their departure. He hasn't talked to her in three days. The producers are breaking in the fourth wall and talking to him like, hey, have you heard from her yet? Do you have any concerns? And he's like, yeah, are no. you worried at all? I have, I have faith. I love her. And, and, and the producer's like, where does that come from? And Caesar says it comes from hope. Now, I have a theory that Maria is going to show up. You do. But it's not the Maria that uh, we've seen in the pictures. I've said all along that I don't think the voice that he talks to on the phone sounds like the girl in the videos. Now, granted, with that thick accent, it's really hard to tell. Right. But when I think to myself, I try to think through this logically. Okay, when Caesar signed up to do the show, he had to say to Maria, listen, there's this TV show in the U.S. and they want to do a story about us. Uh, At some point, TLC had to talk to Maria either on the phone or via email and she had to sign forms giving her consent to be on the show because they would not be able to air her pictures and her voice without her consent to be on the show. So someone knows whoever this person is whether her name is actually maria or i believe he's getting catfished and that the person he's been talking to is not the blonde girl in the pictures in the video what i think is going to happen is the reason that this person keeps trying to put the trip off is because not because it's the blonde girl who has no interest in him but but because it's not the blonde girl in the pictures it's somebody else and all of a sudden they're starting to freak out a little bit if you've ever seen that tv show catfish on mtv about the prospect of having to meet caesar face to face and say i'm not who you think i am you're you haven't been talking to that blonde girl in the pictures for the past five years you've really been talking to me because if caesar was able to actually book her ticket then he had to know all of her personal information that's absolutely right he had to know her address he had to know her date of birth and all of that so my guess is that Caesar gets down there and that the person who shows up is not the blonde girl that he thinks he's been talking to the whole time. That's my guess. Because there's no way that that blonde girl would agree to be on the show if she knew she had no intention. Because he had to explain to her up front. Right. Like, listen, they're going to come, they're going to film, you know, uh, me talking about how we met and then we're going to go on this trip and then the camera crew is going to come down and they're going to film us meeting and and it's all going to be part of this TV show. And it would explain the turn of attitude towards Caesar that she's had, especially lately, because even if... I need to get hair and makeup and all of that stuff. Like, she knows she's about to be on television. She's calling less. She's responding to him less. She's not as friendly on the phone, you know, and you would think that if that was going on the entire four years, he probably wouldn't be as into her. Right. But, you know, he has lots of videos of her, you know, whether it's her or not, saying, I love you. But I think that's why he's convinced that she's going to be there. Right. Because because she has known all along... Her prior actions would suggest... That, oh no, she doesn't usually. This is kind of weird that this is happening. So that's why I have hope and faith because we have been so good for four years. Well, not only that, but but she agreed to do the show. And she agreed to do the show. She signed all of the consent forms. She there's contracts involved, so she had to know what she was signing up for. Whoever that person is knew that this was going to be part of the show. I so I now think that yes, in fact, someone is going to meet Caesar in Mexico. I could be wrong. This is just my theory. This is me just trying to like you know i have a mind-blowing possibility here okay tim's big secret is that he's catfishing caesar <laughs> that's <laughs> he's gonna one thousand percent not 
Tim is going to show up in Mexico. Wearing a blonde wig <laughs> with his Ferrari. That'll be there, too. No, I I, uh, I hope for Caesar's sake that this is, in fact, edited to look worse than it really is. And I hope for Caesar's sake that he at least is prepared for whatever oh is about gosh. to happen. And where we kind of leave off, he is in a car headed to the airport. And at first I got all excited. I thought it was Jeremy picking him up and taking him to the airport because it was like a white SUV looking car. But he must have called a Lyft or an Uber or something. Um, he gets dropped off at the airport. He's on his flight. He's all excited. Part two of episode four. He has to land. The plane can't stay in the air for another <laughs> for another nine, six, and 60 minutes. I have a feeling it's going to land, but we're still not going to find anything out, at least in part two. I think it's going to be at episode least five. episode five. Part one of episode five. You're right. What will happen in part two of episode four, he will land. He'll get to the hotel. He'll unpack. He'll do some interviews about how excited he is. Right. They'll show him getting ready for this dinner that he's planned. Him, again, pulling out his $200 cubic zirconia ring, talking oh about how gosh. excited he is to give it to Maria. There will be more buildup right. leading to whether or not she will show up to meet him in Mexico. My prediction is is that someone's going to be there, but it's not going to be the girl we've seen pictures of all along. Ah, boy. Supposedly he loves her for her, not for, you know, her looks. Well, and if that's true, then he might still wind up with a Ukrainian wife and there might still be someone he can give those chocolate panties to. But like you said, I don't think we're going to get that in part two of episode four. I think we're going to have to wait a little longer. The new episode of 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days airs Sunday night on TLC and the Reality Bites podcast is now on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and share. Thanks so much. We'll be back Monday recapping part two of episode four. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later.